Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! And they run up the line in a hurry. Try to draw George offsides, now under center. And they snap it in a wildcat... And Etienne is swarmed under by Georgia. They stop it. What a huge play in both directions. Snapped it right through the quarterback's legs. That was going to be a pass. Etienne is left-handed. Watch him reach up with his left hand. He was attempting to throw this ball. Snapped right between the quarterback. It's going to be a pass. But he cannot get it off. And Smile London was there to say, uh-uh. Man, Matt, that, that to me uh, sounds like getting a little bit too cutesy for yourself. Back in your own territory, snapping a ball right through the quarterback's legs and just blew up right in their faces before. I've not seen a play like that before. Have you? I haven't. I still haven't seen that play. Uh, I, I know when you when you have a short yardage plays and you run up to the line of scrimmage, sometimes everybody's kind of not... Somebody might be lethargic, or somebody might be kind of looking the other way. Those are those are tough to do when you when you haven't been doing that much. But Florida, they're not making enough winning plays. Like like you talked about the the Redbirds this year in, in in baseball. They're just it gets down to it, and and they don't make the right decision. They don't make the right play. Three losses for Florida, all coming away from Gainesville. Twenty four to eleven to open the season at Utah. Thirty three to fourteen. Um, the last day of September against Kentucky, and then the uh, cocktail party. They fall 43-20. to 20. They played well at home, though. McNeese, Tennessee, Charlotte, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, the, the games that they've won at home. They beat Tennessee. That'll, that'll make you stand up and take notice. One of only two losses for the Volunteers this year. Um, and they go for it on fourth down a lot, by the way, Matt. That was the 17th fourth down conversion attempt that they've tried all year it's a lot I, phil i think that uh the, our, our team finally got a little chance to rest I, I think this our defense might play their best game uh, uh of the year i could see our defense holding holding florida to under 24 points this week i mean give me get a week to kind of recover get an extra week to study them a little bit offense don't mess it up offense play fast put some points on the board i think our defense is th- this might be their best game of the year i don't think it's too explosive of an offense that you're facing but that's you do, what, you do have a quarterback in merch that just doesn't take a lot of risks two interceptions all year i think it's something like 245 consecutive pass attempts without an interception but they don't they don't turn it over a lot they also don't take it away very much uh, not necessarily like a big playmaking defense. Don't get to the quarterback too often. Uh, don't stop teams behind the line of scrimmage too often. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll hear from Sam Pittman. I think it's uh, well, it's about 20 minutes or so. And I'm sure, you know, most of the questions go to 
you know, what's this offense going to look like? What do you'd like to see a little bit more? Kenny Guyton as the offensive coordinator. It's been it's been a little more than a week since, I mean, eight days since he was appointed interim offensive coordinator. We talked with KJ in person on Tuesday at Armor Bank and Rogers. Uh, KJ, when we asked him what you think this offense is going to be like, the difference, he said tempo. But I, I always figure, Matt, like you, tempo is a best-case scenario because you have to go forward in order to move quickly. And this Arkansas deep off offense has been a team that's, I mean, quite honestly, they've moved backwards too often to be a team that sets in tempo very much. So generating four, five, six yards first down, then get up to that line of scrimmage and start to feel a little bit, a little bit of comfort in that. And this goes to like some of the things that you've asked about opening the game with some easy, short passes to start generating a little bit of that rhythm Man, I'd love to see them get in some semblance of rhythm early, and and then and then maybe maybe you can work an offense a little bit quicker than than they did under Dan Enos. Rhythm, uh, momentum. The the one thing that uh, that KJ does really well is I think he throws the quick ball really well. He's really accurate. Uh, if he can get the ball in his hand and, and and let him let let the read be quick to him, he makes the right decision. Uh, and then he can use his legs. That's the thing. KJ is just as good as any quarterback on a pass play, being able to use his legs, if that's to scramble, to, to wait for somebody to get open, or if that's for him to, you know, take a little 17-yard clip. Opponents are running for an average of 4.3 yards against Florida. Maybe you get a chance to get the running game moving, too. And I'm sure another thing that Sam Pittman will uh, be asked about uh, will be the availability of Rocket Sanders uh, for this weekend in in Gainesville. And I'm you know, people like to talk about returning to where you're from, and he is from Florida. So I would think if you're going to play, if you're healthy, if at all, and it seems like there was maybe a bit of a disconnect, just judging from the from how Sam Pittman talked about it last week, because it feel it seems like uh, the team has cleared him, but Rocket hasn't cleared himself. But uh, I think he'd want to be able to uh, play in his home state because that's the only chance he's going to get. Yeah, only Rocket knows how he feels and how, how his knee feels, how healthy he is. Uh, but you, Phil, that's a that's a great point. Uh, this 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 Kenny G offense, we got to get back to running the football a little bit. Like we we still don't have a hundred yard rusher. Uh, we, we our, our our backs, you, you, offensive line, kind of get it together, and and the offense will open up if you can run the ball. You're going to get more one on one coverage with Tesla. Uh, more one-on-one coverage with Washington. You get him matched up on a safety. You know more one-on-one with Armstrong. And, and as a quarterback, that's all you can ask for. You get one-on-one coverage, man. You can you can play pitch and catch all day. Here's one thing I'm going into this week thinking, and and thinking it really for the last four games. It can't be any worse than it had been previously. You know, really looking at just looking at the the, the loss to Mississippi State. It can't be any worse than that right it can only get better from there because mississippi state's defense got kind of torched by an offense in auburn that doesn't make a lot of big plays they made a lot of big plays against mississippi state this uh this florida defense is is good not great but mississippi state's defense i don't even know if i'd classify it as good so it can only get better from the last time we saw them one would hope. One would hope. Well, that's the only, uh, yeah, it'd be the only hope you have. You made a drastic change. You get the same personnel. 
maybe a, a simpler playbook, uh, maybe a bit of a different philosophy, and just a different voice too. Maybe the voice, you know, has something to do well, with if that. The, and if the kids have have lost their spirit, then you have to make a change because if the kids don't believe in you, then it's not going to work. So you, sometimes you do. If if that's what it was, you got to make a change and and kind of get that vibe back and get that momentum. And and you 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 said it. When's how many games this year? In the last you know any of these conference LSU we had a little bit uh, of the, of the offense kind of getting in rhythm and, and making some plays. And then you had a little window against Alabama. What, what was that about midway through the third quarter? A little bit, but there hasn't been much really to write home about the offense this year. Like you, nobody really scares you. We haven't really got it going for more than. Uh, a series here, a series there, but n- nothing really. Offense still hasn't played even close to their best game yet this year. Well, you got four games left to try to play your best game each week and salvage the football season. You know, in their minds, uh, they're still playing no matter what. By the time by the time the month is over, no matter what the record is, you still got one game against Missouri. But by then, um, a lot of fans might have moved on. Truthfully especially after the excitement of a basketball exhibition win over a team that was a number one seed last year in the big tournament. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I mean, that, that's why I felt some of that excitement uh, watching the exhibition game uh, was this a, a pent-up pent desire uh, not just to watch an Arkansas team win because if that was it about, you know, you'd, 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 we'd be talking soccer and volleyball all the time. The soccer team just won another SEC championship. I think what people are dying to have happen is for the performance to equal up to the hype. You know, that's, I mean, there was a lot of hype going into this football season, but maybe that's just a product of football that everything gets hyped up, especially when you don't have games to watch and you can't watch practice. Um, but the hype has not led to... You know, it didn't feel like any of the hype was true, I think is the way I'm trying to put it. So you get a lot of hype about the basketball team, about men's basketball right now, that this maybe is a team on a short list to advance to a Final Four. Well, you just saw a reason to maybe believe in that hype. I think that has a little bit to do with the, uh, the intensity of the atmosphere on Saturday um, because you know what you were watching. You know what you were watching. I don't feel like that was a mirage. Like they wasn't doing it against Texas Tyler, and somebody's like, "Yeah, well, I don't know, it was Division Two team. It's Texas Tyler." Well, it was Purdue. And some of the some of the Purdue fans, Matt, you go on Twitter, they're acting like, "Oh, Arkansas acted that way because it was their Super Bowl." Nobody's ever treated Purdue as their Super Bowl. Only Indiana treats Purdue as their Super Bowl, and that's it. You know, if you're talking about a Super Bowl with Purdue, ah. Per- Purdue. Drew Brees in a Super Bowl, maybe that's the furthest I can go. Well, well, listening to you and, and Aaron Torres talk, it, it looks like Purdue might need to get some better, some better guards, better guard play. If you're worried about advancing to the to the Final Four, they need to worry about themselves. It looks like, yeah, not the atmosphere that they generate on the road for an exhibition. You know, they have veteran guards and they've been a number one seed. They they should they should handle that environment with ease. Hmm. But uh, you know, what, the Purdue fans don't know what the hype is like for a football season because they haven't had reason to feel hype there for a long time. Arkansas, you know, you had a couple of bowl games in a row and and, and you had a third-year quarterback returning and maybe what looked like the best backfield in the SEC when things all started and now eight games in, you know, not all of that is true and the record does speak for itself. And maybe the basketball season doesn't go in the direction that anybody's expecting either, but then again, I think it will. 
Because that was no joke that you watched the Bud Walton Arena on Saturday. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs. Whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Some interesting post-game comments coming from a couple of college football coaches that I think threw some barbs back and forth at each other a couple of months ago. Uh, the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish destroyed Pitt 58-7. to Panthers fall to two and six. They've been good with 20 wins the last two years, but this ain't one of those years. <clears throat> After the game, Matt, head coach Pat Narduzzi says, quote, we lost a lot of good players last year. We thought we'd replace them, and we obviously didn't do a good job with that, unquote. Some of his own players are on Twitter and see these quotes, and they have quote tweeted with some interesting uh, responses uh, that make it seem like now you got a real division in that locker room between the head coach and a number of his players. And then he tried to do a little damage control afterwards with a tweet that says, uh, I am 100% responsible for today's loss. Like I said after the game, it starts with me. I didn't do a good enough job coaching today. Put it on me, exclamation point. And he, you know, he said those things, too, in the postgame. But when you say, we thought we'd replace them, and we obviously didn't do a good job with that, that is pointing to the players not playing as well. Uh, and I don't know. I think his players, uh, it, he didn't call anybody out individually, though. So, I mean, you, I don't know if you can necessarily do that. You kind of know when the coach is, is talking. Uh, and a lot of times the coach uh, uh, takes you in, takes the team in, and, and kind of tells you what he's going to say, though. You know, they, they, you, you're really not very much blindsided by it. And the truth is it's a, a results-driven business, man. You got to get Ws. And if you don't, if you don't win, you're not making enough winning plays. It just, it's just what what can we do to fix it? What can we do to win? Uh, don't necessarily need to start pointing the finger. You just got to get back in there and start working. You know, the thing is, it's not like he pointed out to a specific position group. It or, shouldn't be good enough. You know, if you lose the game, it shouldn't be good enough. It should have a bad taste in your mouth if you're a player. Should, the coach shouldn't be the only one. Well, I think I think. I think some of those some of those players maybe there's is there oversensitivity to that terminology? We thought we'd replace them, and we obviously didn't do a good job with that. What you're what what he's what he's centering on there isn't a position group, isn't one player specifically, but it's poke it's pointing to the guys you brought in from the transfer portal. Because if you're saying, well, we thought we'd replace them and we didn't, well, then you're talking about the players you just brought in. Because there usually aren't too many true freshmen that are playing, and then there's and then there's Dion. Um, Colorado loses to UCLA. It's worth saying, you know, UCLA 
sacked Shadur Sanders seven times, hurried him six other times. Get a load of some of these ranks, Matt. Um, Colorado ranks third worst in the nation in both rush offense and tackles for a loss against. They've allowed the second most sacks in the nation. And so he's asked about his offensive line after the loss to UCLA. This was how he finished. The big picture, you go get new lineman. That's the picture. I'm going to paint it perfectly. They asked him, what's the big picture on the offensive line? He asked it. He answered it pretty succinctly. You go get new linemen. Yeah. Part of the question is how many of those linemen that he's talking about did he already bring in from the portal last year? Yeah, I think I think what he's trying to do there is letting them know that it's not good enough. Uh, it's it's not, and if you're not going to do it, uh, it's you can't make a trade like you can in other in in the professional sports. You have to wait. You have to wait a season before you can get, I guess, the transfer window, the 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 transfer portal, whatever, to, to whatever term you want to use. So whenever that transfer window opens back up, they're gonna they're gonna be looking for linemen. And if you're not doing a good enough job. I mean, he's just—he's a little more blunt. I mean, he's—he's he's letting them know exactly what he—what he thinks. You know, one of the things about Dion that gets talked about is that he cares about the kids. Um, I mean, I think—I think there's truth to that. But when you are talking about—I mean, this is something that you just have to get used to. With—with—with, with, with, I don't think it's just Colorado, but a number of programs. Um, the roster churn. How many players did they bring in from the portal this last year, Matt? It was over 60? Over 50. Yeah, I was going to say it was 50 plus. You can't bring in that many again because how many of these kids are, are going transfer, to be okay huh? with yeah. transferring and sitting? Yeah, right. So you're, gonna have to so go you're get just a- really looking at the freshman class, your freshman guys and people that haven't transferred yet. Those are kind of the, the star players. Each, you can get that one transfer. Yeah, now that's kind of the wild thing about this next offseason is we've only had two years. Has it been two years? I think two years. So this will be our third transfer window coming up. Of, of uh, you can call it un- unfettered free agency. you like unfettered one-time transferring without sitting. It's too long of a list of words to throw out there every time. But... Um, a lot of these guys don't want to transfer and sit another year, right? So I, I don't know. I was going to just automatically just go get a whole bunch of new linemen. Probably we'll be able to because there's so many players available out there. Some of the other uh, – I love some of the ranks for Colorado. It's not a team that's going to go bowling this year. Second worst in total defense in the country. Third worst in penalties. Second worst in penalty yards. They've allowed the second most passing yards in the nation. These are not Pac-12 rankings. These are national rankings. 122nd in scoring defense. That's out of 130. They've also allowed, lest you think it's just offense and defense, Colorado's also allowed four blocked kicks, Mm. second most in the country. So I think you might have to worry about getting a completely new defense and people that can block when it comes to field goals and punts. It's not just the offensive line. Well, there's a, there's a discipline issue there, and and that's why you can't just go out and, and go get talent. You got to get the right guys for your team, the right guys for your locker room. Uh, you you go out and get sixty guys. There's going to be a, a few of those guys that can't get it done. A lot of them have not gotten it done for uh, for Colorado. Well, it's, it's, it's a, that's that's a lot of discipline stuff right there. When when those those stats you're seeing, they they got to pay attention to detail and, and and take care of your business. So, you know, and the, here's another, another thing that happened to Colorado when they played in the Rose Bowl on Saturday and lost to UCLA. Not only did they lose, not only is Dion publicly calling about a new offensive line, but the players got robbed. They had jewelry stolen out of the locker room. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Remember, I was in the Rose Bowl in December. I thought those that was like I would have been able to go anywhere I wanted, but nobody was there. They actually had. I saw a photo of the Rose Bowl. They probably had more people at that game than UCLA has had for a home game that doesn't count USC in a long, long time. Maybe they didn't have enough security guards on hand to just at least guard the. How many doors go into one locker room for crying out loud? Doesn't this feel like it's an inside job? Oh, absolutely. Some <laughs> somebody knew something that, that knows somebody because those 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 locker rooms are guarded pretty pretty carefully. So it, it seems like you have to you have to have some some prior knowledge. You have None, to without something. you don't have to name anybody or, or or point to whenever it happened or anything like that. Did you ever have anything stolen out of your locker? Not not one time. No, I saw this in the minor leagues a few times. Yeah, I, I don't I, think it happens in college. We didn't have a thief. I, I can't imagine, Phil. I could. I couldn't imagine yeah. somebody. Yeah. Well, but, no kidding, because you can only imagine what you, the reaction is when it happens in the middle of a minor league season. Somebody probably, you know, they, they're like, you know what? I'm probably going to get sent down in a week, or I'm really killing it, so maybe I'll get sent up in a week. Now's the time that I can go into somebody's locker and grab something because I'm not going to be back here ever again. That's how you can do that in the minor leagues. Because you're expected to get moved at some point. You can't do that in college. You know how co- coaches say, burn the tape. You know, that would be one of those deals where coach wouldn't even run you. You just, you wouldn't be a part of the team anymore. That's exactly that, right. That's, You'd be gone, gone, be gone. It. Yeah. Wasn't it, didn't Doug Gottlieb have an issue with that when he played? Was it at Notre Dame? I don't know. He Oklahoma finished, State guy. He's Oklahoma State, but yeah. I think he started at Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah. People kind of remind him of this on, on uh, Twitter all the time. Cam, Cam Newton had something like that with uh-huh. some laptops, maybe, or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it does happen in very small circumstances in college sports. And then maybe, you know, an entire team has their jewelry stolen out of the Rose Bowl when it was an inside job because there's the only one mm. way it could have been. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's break because we're going to have Mike Irwin in just a moment here from Pig Trail Nation. Uh, Mike there, while, uh, while I don't think he's at the press conference, but he's been listening in on Sam Pittman's pressure, so... Uh, I'm sure there's a lot to touch on, uh, not just about Arkansas v. Florida, uh, but about the look of the offense, Rocket Sanders' availability, and, yeah, we'll touch on some of the uh, basketball exhibition win over Purdue. Yes, they're still 0-0. Arkansas has not played a basketball game yet. 2-0 in the exhibition portion of the season, and then nothing just yet. Anybody ever, like, remember the greatest spring training baseball game you ever watched? or the best NFL preseason game you ever attended. Nobody ever talks about that stuff. They'll be talking about this Purdue exhibition for a long time. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at kevinhickeylaw.com. 
Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Oh, look, you don't have to play at 11 in the morning when Auburn's in uh, Fayetteville. It's going to be a uh, 3 p.m. kickoff on the SEC Network, so good. You don't have to get up at the, uh, at the crack of dawn for that one, just as the sun starts to rise. We got Mike Irwin with us from Pig Trail Nation. Good uh, afternoon, Mike. How you doing on a Monday? Doing good, especially after that basketball win. That was fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. Why do you think there's such excitement about an exhibition victory? <laughs> well, because of who they were playing, because it was a great game. It wasn't, you know, I mean, both teams battled. It could have gone either way. And because I think fans always have this idea that when there's a lot of hype, it's going to go bad. Even Musselman admitted he wasn't sure what was going to happen. And I was a little worried early on. Because I, we get accused of overhyping the football team, even though I don't think we did it. I think the fans basically overhype, and then they want to turn it on everybody else when it doesn't go well. But I didn't want this to be another football thing. But it only took about three or four minutes into that game to see they were for real. They were playing really good defense, and he has so many options. He got at least two good point guards. He's got a good guys at the two spot, guys at the three spot. I mean, the only place you kind of worried a little bit with Graham out and, you know, Makai Mitchell not playing very well. Brazil steps up. He's back. He has 15 points. And then how about this guy Chandler Lawson out of Memphis? He's 6'8", but he plays like he's 6'10", 6'11". Mike, Mike, you almost said out of nowhere. I I think you caught yourself. But to me, that's what I thought about. It was like, he's out of nowhere. Where'd this guy come from? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's like... You don't think of him as being a big man at 6'8", but he was. And, you know, he really played well. Uh, I think he was 3 of 4 from the field, uh, 3 of 3 from free throws. Um, He just got in there and battled defensively. And Musselman said after the game, he's the most coachable guy he's ever been around. So that's, that's exciting. It's just such a contrast, guys, between last year, which we all learned a lesson from last year, which I call it the Calipari lesson. You sign this nationally ranked, high, you know, number two signing class. You got three five stars. You got two four stars. But when you have to rely on those guys so much, they're still freshmen. And you see the difference here. When you bring experienced transfers in that are more mature and there's not as much pressure on them, and then you see what happened because last year when they went played the big exhibition game, that was down in Austin, and we didn't see it. But they got kicked. So it's already a bit, much better than a year ago. Mike, I'm, I'm hearing that, uh, you know, this, this team's going to shoot better. What, what about our inside presence this year? Do you think we're going to be – because last year's team was kind of long. Uh, are, are we going to be a bigger, uh, longer team this year? Well, I mean, that's the question with Graham out, and you don't know how long he's out because he's got these back spasms and supposedly – He's always been a good offensive player. He, he, he needed to work on his defense, and he supposedly did that. You know, uh, you don't know exactly what's going on with the big 6'11 guy that came in as a freshman. He didn't play. Uh, and so, you know, you're asking yourself, what do you got in there? But Graham, that was a big deal to see. Uh, I'm, not, I'm sorry, Graham. It was a big deal to see. Taylor uh, Lawson. Yeah, to see Chandler Lawson, but also to see Brazil come back and be for real. He was pushing it a little bit at the start of the game, but then he settled down, 
and he's going to help you so much. He's such a good player, and he's on a mission. So they just need to get Graham back, uh, maybe get Makai Mitchell. He can play better than that. He was a little bit inconsistent last year. He's capable of scoring 8, 10 points in a game and playing really good defense. He just, I don't know, he didn't look like he was into it, but it didn't hurt him. That's the thing. You know, they didn't beat somebody that just surrendered to all that noise. And I'm, I've had people tell me, because I was off and I watched it at home and I was thoroughly enjoying it because I always take a week off on the open day week for football. But I called Grant Hall and I said, hey, you've been there when it's 19,000 for season ticket holders. These were, there were a lot of people in there that never get to go to a game. Was it louder? He said, yes, it was louder. And he said there were more students in there. So that's pressure on Purdue. And they kept, I thought they might, I thought at any point in the second half, that game might go to 12, 14 points. And they kept bringing it back, kept taking the lead back. Arkansas would get it back. But when you're down three with 20-whatever seconds to go and you've got to hit a three to, to send this thing to OT, I thought, man, they're done. And then Mark steps up and gets that three off and hits it under pressure. And I'm thinking, wow, this team knows how to respond. It was just impressive. That's so interesting, though, how it's a different it's a different atmosphere, even though it's the same building and, you know, theoretically the same fans. But when you don't, when, when, when a game isn't part of the season ticket package, that just opens it up for, like you're saying, all sorts of people. I'm sure there are plenty of season ticket holders that bought tickets to the game. Maybe they weren't able to get their same ticket or their same seat. But, uh, yeah, it's like if you, it, you put effort into purchasing a single ticket for a single game, it's much different than, uh, than, sure. than season ticket holders. It brings in a different kind of a crowd. But it's only a one-time thing, though. It's not like it's going to be – like you're going to have a great crowd for Duke. You're going to have a great crowd for, for, uh, for Auburn, for Kentucky, for those games. But this one felt different. Well, and, and some people have tweeted this, and I agree with them. Leave that arena alone. If you want to do some things cosmetically, widen the concourse, make it easier for fans to get around for, you know, before the game, after the game, halftime. Somebody even said to me, they need to put a couple of elevators in there somewhere for these old people so they get up higher. Uh, yeah, do some stuff like that, but don't don't spend $100 million putting some fancy seats up there underneath the skyboxes and then take away seats from the – Reduce the seating of that place from 19 to 16 or 17. That's a bad idea. Probably going to happen, but it's not a good idea in my opinion. Yeah, I think you lose a little bit of your home court advantage when you go more corporate and instead of the, the, the rabbit sure. fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was a good break away from football. Now, now we're back into because the season doesn't start now until a week from now. So we got the rest of this week to talk about football again. And I'm kind of going, eh, do I have to? We do, don't we? We do. Well, if yeah. we win, if we win this week, we get to keep talking about it. If we win, we still got a chance to, to, to for six. Mike, you you think this team has a? I mean, what what is salvageable salvageable for these these last four games? Well, yeah, it's huge. I mean, if what they're all saying is true, and I don't know that it is, but this narrative is that Enos came in here with this big playbook right off the bat. The offensive linemen were confused. There were too many plays. They'd, they'd work on these plays all week long, and then they wouldn't run them. It was like, we wasted time. And we kept going back to the same stuff. And supposedly now, I mean, Pittman said today they've taken about 30% of the playbook out. I thought it'd be more than that, but that's the start. So, so supposedly 
you know, the linemen will block better because they won't be as confused. You KJ's back in his element. He sounds exciting. A Rocket's coming back. Uh, Nudie's going to be back. So they're healthy. It looks like everybody's excited. But you don't know how that's going to work with a guy that's never called plays before. And you also don't know what Florida's going to do. Now, Courtney on our staff is a Florida grad, and she's telling me all this stuff about Florida fans hate those 11 o'clock games, that it's very hot in Florida, even this time of year at 11 o'clock. And I got on some of their message boards and fan boards, and yeah, they're mad. They, they don't like this game being at 11. And a bunch of them are mad now because they got blown out. And I even read stuff where I hope we lose this game to Arkansas so we can get a new head coach. Fans always do that kind of stuff. So I don't know how Florida's going to respond, but that's got to be a big part of it. you got to hope they've got a blackout. you got to hope it's hot. They're wearing black uniforms. Arkansas's wearing white uniforms. There's, there's things that could help, but you just don't know until the game is played. Looks like they're calling for a high of 80 degrees in Gainesville on Saturday. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot warmer than it is here. Yeah, and as she said, that's 80 degrees and about 90% humidity, which they always have down there. So it could be bad for, you know, a team running around in black uniforms. Did I hear you say San, uh, Rocket is back? Uh, that was the next thing I wanted to get to because there are some, you know, I mean, I think if Arkansas is going to have any chance to, to win any of these next few games, you need your best players on the field. Rocket Sanders is probably, no, he is. He is the best player on the offensive side. And Dwight McLaughlin, I think, is the best cover cornerback and been without them both for a couple of weeks. Any update? Yeah, Sam said he's he's back and going to work out today. So sounds like he'll play. Well, that's good. You did say about... Rocket's back, right? So yeah, we so know if he's Rocket, playing or if he's just practicing. Well, he's practicing, but I, I can't imagine he'd practice and then not play. I guess that could happen. That's that's the only thing I saw in the tweet was that he was back and he was going to work out, which is, to me, good news. He also said that everybody's really excited now about this this whole thing. They're all, they like Guyton, they, they like to experiment, but again, I'm just trying to wrap my head around some guy that's been a wide receivers coach. I don't care if he's been a quarterback years ago and, now you're coaching quarterbacks. Now you're now you're calling plays in an offense. And geez, I just don't know. It could be good. It could be bad. I don't know what to think. Well, I th- I, th- I think he'll be all right. I, th- I think KJ, you got your veteran quarterback there to to lean on. And and Mike, I, we Phil and I talked about this earlier. I, I if you can get back to running the ball, he'll be all right. If, if we don't have a running back that has over forty yards rushing, 50, 50 yards rushing down in Gainesville, it, it might be a long day. Sure, it's always been the case. But if they if they go back to the plays that work, because that was the thing that kept bothering me, is why do you run two or three plays that work and then we don't see them don't again? Don't see them again, game? right? You know, what happened to tie, What happened to your, to your tight end that, that came in and, and looked so good in the Alabama game? What happened there, you know, in, in the Ole Miss game? Well, where'd he go? You know, do you just vanish? Uh, do you say, "Yeah, I played all right, but now I'm not going to, not going to get open." Um, I don't know. Dubinian, they they ran a couple of got a couple a couple of touchdowns out of Dubinian on a little down and out, and then we didn't see that anymore. So, eh, you know, you start moving KJ around, making him happier. Uh, you know, and again, 
guys, when you got my job, you're always hearing things, you know, and I'm just telling you some of the parents on the defensive side were saying stuff about this was partly KJ's fault because he didn't really buy into the offense and they were saying, hey, Criswell, he can run this offense. Well, you know, that he's only going to be a factor if, if they get beat bad against Florida. You know, Sam also said to see to show you how important this game is. He said they're not going to recruit at all this week. They just that's off the table. Everything they're doing is going in to try to win this game. Well, good. I hope they're able to pull it off because <clears throat> I'm ready. I, I don't want to just you know. It's like Matt says. You know, we we'll, we'll keep talking about it if they win. We keep talking about it if they lose. You know, exactly. I don't. The next the next phase of the conversation, if it's seven in a row. You know, becomes well. Where's the, where's the win coming from? Like a win in Gainesville mm-hmm. is a little different than the ability to beat Auburn in your home stadium because Arkansas has never beaten Florida in Gainesville. This is not a vintage Florida team. This isn't a great Arkansas team either. But the conversation right. to me like changes with a seventh straight loss. Now, it after that, if that's what occurs, then it almost feels like any you know, it, it feels like anything can happen. The, the kind of the foundations of the program they've already been shaky. But a seventh loss yeah. in a row and no more bowl eligibility, now it feels like the conversation changes a little bit and becomes a little bit more dire or drastic. Yeah, and do you then at that point start going with quarterback, a quarterback that will play next year? I don't know where they're at. I still think the Auburn game is important no matter what happens, and that Missouri game looms big. I mean, I keep telling people it's not a rival. They're not a rival. They're not, but it's a game you want to win, and, and especially with the, all the popping off they do. They're trying their best to make Razorback fans look at them as a rival so they pop off all the time, and their players say stuff, their head coach says stuff, and you, there's no question you'd like to beat them. But I'm telling you right now, if they win that game, you're not going to see people rush the field. It's not like beating Texas. It's just not. That's true. Mike, we'll leave it there. Thanks for your time, as always. Uh, looking forward to talking next week again. Okay, see you guys. Thanks, Mike. Mike Irwin with us from Pig Trail Nation. You know, another interesting thing, and I didn't bring this up with Mike, <laughs> they've taken, there is no media availability for viewing practice this week. And it's not like they get a chance to watch that much of it. There's 20 minutes on Monday, 20 minutes on Tuesday. So it's a total of like, what, 40 Maybe 60 minutes of practice you get to watch on a weekly basis. Zero this week. None of it. It's just uh, media availabilities from Coach Pittman. Players tomorrow, Coach Pittman Wednesday, and nobody's watching practice. It's us against the world. That's it. That's how it is this week. Nobody nobody outside of, of that locker room believes in you, so it's, it's, it's them against the world. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more my gosh look at that the sun actually does exist it's finally peeking through haven't seen that thing in three days and in that time i think more rain fell in our state than it did in the previous three months combined so we're wet we are cold we are frigid but we're happy because it's monday we're talking sports and it's not a therapy monday except for one fan i forget what who it was that texted in that might have needed one tissue, just one tissue, but that was it. Not a big problem. Um, calls and texts come in on the McClarty Daniel hotline, 877-377-6963. Uh, we have kicked around a lot on Arkansas's exhibition. It's the most talked about exhibition game in the history of basketball, Arkansas versus Purdue. Uh, kicked around some of uh, what we think you may see with the new... More simple offense, I think, would be the right way well, to put it yeah. uh, for Arkansas football this Saturday. Yeah, hopefully they're not thinking uh, as much and just reacting and playing. And I think that's kind of what the up tempo. Uh, it, it's kind of if it's a if it's a no huddle, hurry up. But but it's kind of under control, under pace. Uh, if you get the look you like, hopefully you, you get less stimming. You get the defense doing less things too. So it kind of gets a clear picture, not only for the quarterback, but for the offensive lineman. And that seems to be kind of the thing that, that needs a little help is let's clear this up for the offensive lineman and make sure they know exactly what they're doing. And then let's let our playmakers make some plays. We had a text from Jace um, who said, yeah, I guess he used to work for the football team years back when Enos was offensive coordinator. He said he saw 300 plus plays on Enos's call sheet for the first game, Bielema made it, made him cut it down to about 120. So um, the you know, idea you that have, the, go ahead, no. Go well, ahead. I was going to say you run 65 plays a game, right? Let's just say it's a, a number like that: 60, 65 plays a game. Uh, 20 of them are going to be repeats. You know, you, you, you're going to add out of your plays. You're not running 60 new plays. Some of them will be, they might be a repeat out of a different personnel, out of a different formation with a different shift, but the blocking scheme and what you're, what you're going on and, and what your checks and your cues are going to be similar. You're, you're running the same play uh, a lot of times. So you're only running a handful of plays each game. 300 plus sounds like uh, it's overkill for because they can't you're asking players to do something they can't do Phil it's not because it's not like you have a quarterback that's been in your system for 12 years and he you can accumulate each year accumulate each year oh yeah we go that we go we, we, we run the same offense for the last six years the last seven it's a very new it's a new thing everybody's having to learn it's just well I think it's got to be tough to be instinctive when ex what you're talking about everybody's new in the system <clears throat> and then how can you be instinctive when 
there's so much to remember in the back of your mind and two thirds of what you're trying to study and, and memorize so that it becomes instinctive. You never even utilize, you know, so the things get lost in my brain quite often. Right. Well, I don't have to worry about a play being called or coverages or, or protections. Well, you're translating it, you know, uh, uh, hide means a corner route. And so if you hear corner, you're like, Oh, that was hide. And then what concept does that come with it? Oh, well, that's a flag. And then it has a snag. And so you're, you're, you're thinking about instead of what, this is what it used to be called. And now this is what it's called. Now I, 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 I use it like you have you learn in a foreign language. It's like you're learning where does the verb go? Where does the noun go? Okay. Well, this is, this means the same thing, but you just say it a little differently. I like how you put that. It's like learning a language. Yeah, because with a language, you would just you start you just, just start to understand it as somebody's talking. We're, we just react to each other. Yeah, I don't know if you call this you know the the English language what we do, but it's, yeah. But uh, remember, we went through Mike McCarthy's uh, call sheet that mm-hmm. was televised a couple of weeks ago, and even some of those a lot of that terminology I think just was like like a second language, not even really a second language for you, Matt. It's a, it's a first language in some cases. You never forget some of those some of those terms and what they mean, you know, when you hear it, you know exactly what to do. Yeah. And, and they're speaking to different groups. You know, you're speaking to the linemen, you're, you're speaking to the receivers, you're speaking to the, to, to the running back with the, the way I played Reese. Brandon wants you to go give the team a pep talk. We say, we say, can you be the man in the middle, hyping them up, pep talking them up? Can you, you channel your, uh, I'm sure you did that at some point, but would you have to channel an inner Houston nut? You know, uh, we had a lot of good guys on our team that could get you fired up. George Wilson uh, was one of them. Uh, Coach Nutt, man, he he'd fire up Tony Bua. He'd fire you up. Uh, there's, there's, uh, you definitely have your leaders, your vocal leaders in, in all sorts. So they, uh, they, I think they're fired up. It sounds like they don't need any help getting ready this week. It sounds like they've made some moves uh, in the last seven, eight days. And it sounds like it, from, from what you're hearing is they're excited. They got the feeling back and they're ready to go showcase their skills. Well, yeah, that's what I meant by it. We, we, we kicked that term around last week of a, it's a reset for the offense, not for the defense, because I think the defense is well aware that they've, they've kind of balled out this year and just don't have the wins to show for it. But for the offense, it's, it's a reset of, of who's the authority figure in the room, the overall arching authority figure as far as the offense is concerned, um, Who's doing the communicating to you and how you trust that person or don't trust that person? I think that might be the right way to put it previously. And a reset of that this happened at the only time that you could truly put it in those terms. Guys, we still have something. To, I'm, I'm being the coach. Right? Guys, we still have something to play for here, and it isn't just this Saturday's game. We still have an opportunity to make a bowl game. we got to win every one of these games. So, yeah, we're going to take it one at a time, and we got a new O.C., we're going to simplify the offense. Your quarterback's going to be more comfortable. That's the reset I'm talking about. Wouldn't have made the same difference, I would think, if you waited until next week. Well, you, you want to see us run the ball. Uh, you want to see us take care of the ball. And then you want to see some explosive plays, whether they be in the run game, whether they be in the screen game, whether they be in the play-action pass game, whatever, however you're going to get to some explosive plays uh, you, 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 that's what you want to see because these are things we haven't seen. The only thing we've seen is we, we take care of the ball uh, most of the time. Uh, I, I don't see our running backs putting the ball on the, on the ground a lot, but we got to be we got to get back to running the ball and then getting some chunk plays no matter what game, passing game or, 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 or the running game. Have to have some chunk plays. Let's go to the McClarty Daniel hotline. 
we missed Brian and Ozark last. Well, I don't know if we missed him. He just didn't call last week. But uh, Texas coming off a 35-6 win over BYU. Uh, Malik Murphy gets the start and the win. Big one against Kansas State this Saturday, same time the Hogs kick off. Brian, how you doing, and where were you last week? Well, I was working every day, so I wasn't getting off till 6 or 6.30. So, you know, I was missing your show. We have some people last that listen week. to the show and text in, and if we use their name, their real name on the text <laughs> line, Brian, they get in trouble at work. So we can we, you know, we could give you, we could yeah, give you well, some sort of moniker if you need it. Yeah, that's why I just don't uh, reveal where I actually work because I don't want to bring my job into it. Even though yeah, a lot of people work that have figured out who Brian from Ozark is because they, uh, they now listen. <laughs> Are you telling me that's not your real name, that it's somebody else? No, 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 no. My name, I'm Brian. Yeah. Okay. No, my name's Brian. Needed to be, just, needed to be they sure. They didn't put two and two together with me calling in and me working side by side with them, so. And the next thing you know, yeah, they, they start they start dropping smelly things at your desk somewhere, right? Because you're talking Texas, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they're all Arkansas fans anyway, so you know I can't check from them all day, every day. But it is what it is. You know, what's going on? I just wanted to, huh? What's going on? Well, I'm just calling. You know, I mean, it's a good thing not to see Arkansas lose last week. <laughs> That's why the basketball That's exhibition was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the, yeah, Arkansas basketball is the real deal, and their baseball is the real deal. But they have great coaches on both of those sports. Unfortunately, you know, I can't sit back and say the same thing about your football team. And the thing that I look at is, for instance, Sam Pittman's been there four years and has a losing record. When you look at a coach like Sark at Texas, been there three years and has done more than Sam Pittman's done already. And what I'm saying is, Arkansas deserves a whole lot better. I do not believe by one, any, any inkling, Sam Pittman is going to turn that program around any more than he already has. And that's a shame because Arkansas is a great school. Well, what, you know, what, what I think, but, is, what the chance is now is, is if, if, if Coach Pittman doesn't, if the team doesn't turn this season around at some point, you know, and have something, something positive to point to, then I do wonder about who leads the program moving forward. It's really difficult to survive 0-8 in the SEC. But we've seen a couple of coaches get that opportunity. The thing is, is it was their first year each time it happened. Um, it's difficult to survive that in a fourth year, I would think. Um, but that's what these next four games are about. That's what this Saturday is about. It's about the opportunity to reset and change things and start winning games. You know, the things that have happened in these last six weeks, it's amazing because, I mean, we went through some of the stats earlier last week about the differences uh, statistically in the wins and the losses. Yardage isn't that different. Passing yardage really isn't that different. Penalties really aren't that different. It's just a couple, it's a few things. Looking at, and I'm the person that says you are what your record says. Just because you lose a bunch of close games doesn't mean you're that close to winning. Arkansas now is a bad team at two and six. There's no other way to put it. But the season's not over, and there still is the opportunity to finish strong. And if you have a November to remember, He's going to be the coach moving forward. And then you can point to, well, look, they stopped this losing streak and you had a strong finish 
and there's reason to feel positive about a fifth year. He's won four in a row before here. He can he can he can do it again. But I was, I mean I agree and Brian Brian's right and Sam Pittman has said this himself. I mean the the, the 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 fan the football fans. I mean this is a football school because football is the favorite sport. Uh, they deserve a better team and there's no two ways about that. The coach has said that himself and I think he feels some weight on his shoulders because there are some coaches Matt that would say that to a fan base but they're just saying it. You know they're just saying it because you're supposed to. Uh, knowing what we know about Sam Pittman and that he grew up a Razorback fan, that he's been here as a coach before, I think he has really connected in uh, a personality way with the state. I think he really means that when he says it. So I think that there's got to be at least in his mind or on his shoulders some weight to that too because I don't think he's just blowing smoke when he says Arkansas deserves a better team. Yeah, we, we need uh, we, we need to go out there and, and if you're recruiting uh, high school kids or, or college kids to, in, the, in the transfer portal, how, how many of these kids really run a 4-4? You know, how, how many of these guys uh, really have a little bit of speed? Because that, that's what I'm seeing on lack of la- lack of explosion play. But our guy that has speed, he's been hurt all year. Our, our best offensive weapon's been hurt all year. So you you got to have... To win at Arkansas, you have to have a couple dudes. You got to have a couple guys that can break something and do something and make it make a big play. And we don't have anybody this year that really scares you out there. Back on the McClarty Daniel Hotline and Kevin in Harrison. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey guys. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a Razorback fan, and you know, come, kind of coming from an athlete perspective. To touch on something Matt said before the Mississippi State game last week, um, you know. Obviously, our guys aren't being outmatched, you know, physically. Like the talent's there. They make plays, and then we've got those plays where we've got two or three guys and running the same route, or KJ's immediately checking down and throwing these two-yard passes when we need five to six yards. But something I'm looking forward to moving forward with the new cut-down offense is, you know, it, it's to the point, I feel like anyways, in my opinion, if we were to cut out, if it's five plays, if it's five plays that our guys know, then that gives us an opportunity to line up one-on-one against the defense that obviously they know what they're doing. You know, our guys, Matt mentioned last week that, you know, hey, or week before last, our guys are better. Let's just line up one-on-one, beat your guy, and we should win. But when you're thinking about plays and you're confused, on a scale of one to ten, you know, our guys are eights, and the defensive guys are now tens. And I would rather lose a game knowing that we just got outmatched or outskilled versus, you know, three plays in a row where we pop a play here and there and we're outmatched, you know, we're being physical, we're being talented, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like guys are confused. So, I don't know, maybe moving forward, just let it focus on our guys just not thinking, knowing what they're doing. Personally, I'm a baseball guy. There's times where I just want to challenge somebody. I'm going to throw my fastball. You know what's coming. One-on-one, let's see who wins, and I'm, maybe we can have some success there. I don't know. But anyways, I'll let you guys go. <laughs> All right, Kevin, thank you. Part of this, Matt, is is finding what, what are you comfortable with, what works, and then maybe do it again, all over again, right? You know, I mean, if it works once, why not run it again? Again and again, and 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 I, I say that we have a couple guys that have some speed. Get get Satania the ball in space. Get Satania over the over top on a play action play. Broden had took that one early in the year. What was that? The first game of the year, he took a screen pass, and then I haven't seen anything. AJ Green had he's shown it that he can do it too. 
Uh, get Rocket back. I don't know. You, you, you don't know his game shape ability, what he is, but he's still uh, an electrifying pay- player. But he hit on something that's partially what's so frustrating about this six-game losing streak. Only the A&M loss was Arkansas physically dominated. Outside of that, you feel like it's confusion. You feel like it's this call or that call, and it's not about just getting pushed around. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.